Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for June 20th, 2021. Tonight, special Father's Day edition. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless, it's 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to CancionTequila.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on this Father's Day on Podbean.com, the app. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shop. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And, uh, Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Are you sure you're in Scottsdale? Have you checked the GPS? I am I'm definitely in Scottsdale. Okay, um, because, I mean, you're all over the place. So, <laughs> but, I'm just but checking. Not for, not for long. Vegas okay. is coming up because Tuesday, right. Tuesday night will be a game five. We know that for sure. Right. So uh, we'll definitely have that covered. But happy Father's Day to you. And happy Father's Day to you, too, Scott. I appreciate that. And everybody listening out there, we know there's a lot of hockey dads out there that uh, pay attention to what's going on here on the uh, ITHSW podcast Sunday through Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time is our staple spot live on the Podbean app. Um, so tell me, what was it like out in Long Island, New York today? On Long Island, New York. My bad. <laughs> yeah, get it right. You know that. I know. I keep uh, working on it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I got to get it to flow off the tongue like it does for you. Uh, well, yeah, it should, it should be easy by now. It's been, what, a year and a half, two years? <laughs> yeah. Nothing's easy for me. You know that. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, no, it was, it's, it's, it was a, it's been a crazy 24 hours, uh, at least for me anyway. Um, yesterday was uh, a, a weird, or last night was a weird night because uh, a couple of the groups I belong to, independently of each other uh, decided to have meets uh have meetups in the same place at the same time <laughs> i love it i love it nothing like a little challenge well it wasn't really a challenge well the challenge was was basically as uh my youngest son said the universe is telling you to get the heck out of the house <laughs> it was at a bar so i was able to keep track of the hockey game last night but i wasn't really you know some of the people in one of the groups, some of the people I hadn't seen in 40 years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, well, that was exciting then. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. And, you know, and you find Island out one. Oh, 
to even yes, the series? Did. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, um, but of course, it being the Islanders, it's never easy. It being the Golden Knights, it's never easy either. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you know, they've been to the finals in the last five years. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's a crazy situation, Paul. I mean, the head coach of Montreal uh, test positive for COVID on the, uh, before game three. Three, yeah. Uh, before game four, Kelly McCrimmon, the right. general manager of the Golden Knights, test positive. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were done with this COVID stuff. Didn't people get vaccinated and this was all supposed to be over with by now? Yeah, I don't know. I'm – I. I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. So I, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, it, it should have been, strange. but, um, ugh, listen, uh, that, uh, you know, it's still, uh, there's, there's levels. I mean, yeah, uh, it, uh, the vaccine they've, you know, they say it's, it's not guaranteed to prevent you from getting it. It just prevents you from getting seriously sick. Right. And, right. or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Or dying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, uh, it, you know. And I think uh, Kelly McCrimmon is getting ripped a little bit by the NHL for not wearing a mask the other night. Um, it, we we laugh at him because the coaches and and, and such have masks on, but uh, apparently he did not have his on last and last. He's game. in Canada, where it's still worse than it is here in the U.S., or at least officially, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Okay, so so that's enough of that. Let's talk a little college hockey before we get in and bring our guest on and uh, okay. and talk a little bit about Father's Day and Father's Day memories. But a couple of things going on in college hockey. First of all, I think it's noteworthy that uh, uh, we talk about uh, Matt Curley taking a right. uh, four-year deal with the Des Moines Buccaneers right. and leaving Alaska. Uh, yeah. I, I have to think, I texted Matt and uh, I sent you the text. We, right. we chatted a little bit. But I think, uh, and he wants to come on the show and, and talk. So as soon as he gets his way from Alaska to uh, Des Moines and gets settled <laughs> it's a in, short he'll, trip. yeah, he'll come on the show. But um, I think it had to be a stability factor, don't you? I mean, a four-year sure. deal to, to be in the the ranks of the USHL. Um, it's it's not the NCAA, but goodness gracious, four years of stability is pretty pretty important. Well, when you have a young family like he does, uh, it makes a difference. And, and I'm sure that that was part of it. And while they are close to the $3 million that they're looking to raise to, to stabilize the program, uh, they're not there yet. So what do you do? You still have to look out for your, your family and, and do what you got to do. So, yeah, and, and I think, even and I don't think raise, anybody blames him. No, no, I don't think so either. But, um, you you got to look at that three million. You say they're close, and they'll probably get there because I got a feeling that the, the uh, Kraken will step up if they get close and just need to put them over the top. But right, you, you got to wonder about the long term stability. Yeah, it's three million to get you going, and and get your program. Well, back. see, I, I think I think that they originally said two million to get the program back, and I think they added that extra million to stabilize things. Yeah, well, I, and that's good. That's good planning, of what you call that. But right, um, the the whole deal is even with the money, uh, Alaska's always had a problem because of their location and and their lack of a conference and stuff like that. No, so you you got to think that that Matt maybe had to make that move 
Um, like you say, just for stability for his family and for himself. And, you know, in four years, if he, if he fulfills that full contract in four years, he may be a really hot commodity in the NCAA. Right. And, and we'll see, right? I mean, uh, if nothing else, the last week, the last few weeks has shown us that uh, give it 24 hours and stuff will change, right? Uh, how many <laughs> usually times? on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, usually on a Wednesday, right? After we're done our two programs. Um, you know, John Butchergrass put out uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. It might have even been Tuesday night after we were done. Who knows? It was it was late night Tuesday night because yeah, we both that, saw and said, what? Is it Wednesday already? Yeah. Um, that uh, Augustana University in South Dakota is looking to add a D1 hockey program and move their entire program from D2 to D1. I mean, yeah, you that, know, and that, that's, that's a like, smart move. Yeah, well, I get it. I mean, they'll be the only school in the state, and I don't know the geography as well as you do, but I can't imagine it's that far from Fargo. Or that, no, not far from Fargo. It's right Grand on the, Forks on the eastern border of South Dakota, kind of in a little triangle with uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Minnesota. So it's very close. I mean, they could have uh, eight games or eight teams within, you know, because it's not far to Omaha either. Right. They could have eight teams within, I don't know, three, four hours of each of them. Yeah, those uh, are bus trips. Yeah, plus plus you also look at the fact that you got uh, a thriving USHL program in uh, Sioux Falls. Right. And you also have it in Sioux City, Iowa. And you got it, you know, all over the uh, the upper Midwest right there. So it makes sense to, uh, to do that. And I think they also could see the handwriting on the wall that, uh, there's a bunch of kids that are going to need places to play. So that's 2023, which isn't, you know, right, right now, but, but it's, it's not it's, that far it's off. Getting there. No, yeah, it's I mean, a couple of years, right. I mean, the, the, the way, like I said, it's been bouncing up and down like, a like, like a rubber ball, uh, or as we call them, Spaldines, um, <laughs> uh, you know, this program in this program out, this program in this program out, I it's just, it's nuts. But well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right back to the czar when we had him on, and he said uh, that they needed that college hockey needed to group themselves together. He said, "Hey, there's only 60, 61, 59, like you say, uh, of us. Uh, we got to band together and, and get some unity here." Mm-hmm. And I think that's a hundred percent the way it needs to go right now. There's just too many people going different directions. And they, they need to step up and help each other out, or we're going to be in right. some serious trouble. But no, I, I think we need the to players have players in right? charge. Yeah. Well, we know there's plenty of players, so right. that's not the issue. Uh, we know there's a lot of universities that are uh, st- geographically, strategically in a good spot. Um, we know that there's money out there. It just has to be funneled in the right spot. We know there's a lot of arenas that are ready to go for, for teams. Right. Um, so a couple of things I want to jump into before we bring on our guest too is um, uh, I reached out to Scott Caulfield, not right. Caulfield, but Caulfield, Caulfield. <laughs> who's strength and conditioning coach at uh, the the Colorado College Tigers. He moved on to, uh, like he says, back home to uh, Norwich. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's Vermont, I it's right? Vermont, That's D three. Right? Yeah. Norwich. yeah, Norwich, Vermont. Yeah. And he's got a great opportunity to completely run the strength and conditioning program. And he's right. one of the best. So yeah. uh, he he also is going to come on. It was a bad night from tonight with Father's Day and everything, but well, he's that's why come on too and talk strength and conditioning. Well, that's why when we were kind of brainstorming here, and we eventually ended up uh, deciding on a 
a, a program uh, focusing on uh, uh, being a hockey dad and, and, and youth hockey. And uh, we get uh, my friend Rich Zimmerman, who's in the middle of that right now with his eight-year-old son, Joseph. Uh, you know, it was the, the perfect time to get somebody uh, in Rich's position on the program on Father's Day. And being in the East Coast, uh, most of the Father's Day stuff is over by now. Uh, unlike where you are uh, in the Pacific time zone, where it's kind of like dinner time, et cetera, et cetera. So it works out pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So and, um, so we'll get to that. There, like I said, the Robert Morris thing just isn't going away. Uh, yep. That That's still out there. So, I mean, yeah, we can well, go on and on and on for this stuff. And then we're still in the schedule thing. I, if you go right. to the website, you see that we have Colorado College and Denver up. But we still don't have an Air Force schedule. We still don't have an Arizona State schedule. Um, we have a bunch of them that uh, we're, well, we're really I, missing. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one in a second here before we take a break um, from Hockey East, which has now decided to go to a single elimination format for their conference tournament this year. Mm. Uh, the defending champion UMass has put out their schedule. Oh. Um, and besides the obvious. Hockey East matchups that they'll have uh, a couple of very, very interesting non-conference matchups. And they the are. Yeah. Uh, they will open up at home, raise that banner against the Mavericks of Minnesota state. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. What's the other one? Well, the, then they go up and they'll play an in-state rival in uh, the consistently good AIC the ne- a couple of weeks later. And here is clearly going to be the marquee matchup for them. Uh, January 8th and January 9th at Michigan. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Put those on your calendar, folks. Those are games you're going to want to see, no doubt. Okay, and I mean, those are – that's a set of non-conference games that that'll rival anybody's. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, we just talked about Colorado. Uh, I mean, St. Cloud State the other day about their their eight eight non conference games before in September, basically. Yeah. And uh, uh, September, no October, before yeah, they whatever. start the season it's in November. Somewhere in the fall. Yeah, somewhere in there. Anyway, we'll get to it. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on Rich Zimmerman and let's talk uh, some hockey. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's do it. At behind the mask. We know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. 
If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? All right, welcome back in, folks. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night staple NCAA show. Of course, there is no NCAA hockey going on at the moment, so we don't have but there anything. Should be. Well, yeah, there should be. That's that's your thought. <laughs> uh, this is uh, College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and uh, Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure to bring on uh, another New Yorker, a Long Islander, right? Yep. We've got Rich Zimmerman with us, and Rich is uh, an official hockey dad, I understand. So, Scott and Paul with you. Rich, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy Father's Day, guys. Excuse my voice if uh, it sounds a little (laughs) hoarse right now because I was at the Ryan Pullock goaltender clinic last night. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, listen, Rich, you know – I, I, it's nice when I get to outnumber Scott uh, because usually he brings on guys from Minnesota every other every other show. So uh, that was a clinic last night, and uh, you were in the building. And I, I don't know about you, but the the, the uh, adult beverage establishment that I was in last night uh, got very very quiet for a couple of seconds. Oh, I. I, I, I I think I blacked out. I, I, I can't quite, you know, I can't right, quite recall. But then all of a sudden I was jumping up and down and cheering. So uh, I've never seen that. Uh, I no. mean, I, I, Scott, you may have in all your travels with, but I have never seen that. And I don't, I, I can't even. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Well, you know, I've seen my son do it a few times at the uh, ADM Mike <laughs> clinics when they don't have a goaltender and they just have a tire in the goal and he jumps in there, you know, but that's right. a whole other story. Well, that's almost the same thing as the Stanley Cup playoffs, Rich. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere, Rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we get talking hockey with you, I got to know, have you have you ventured over to my co-host palatial estate that I like to say out on Long Island where he's got that big mansion and servants and everything like that? Have you had a chance <laughs> to see it so you can verify for me? Uh, he doesn't have – do you have your passport, Rich, to come out this far? Oh, <laughs> I give him a yeah. bad time all the time, uh, Rich, so we, we got to just throw it back and forth or we wouldn't have any fun at all, but – Okay, so so we thought tonight we we thought let's let's talk Father's Day and let's talk about the experiences in hockey because I can tell you growing up in northern Minnesota and uh, having my kids play in North Dakota of all places, um, it, it becomes uh, almost a ritual, and I'm sure you're starting to see that, aren't you? Oh, definitely. We, you know, I started him at a at a pretty young age, and it's pretty impressive that. He's, you know, currently still willing to wake up at, you know, 530 in the morning. And all I have to do is say it's hockey time. 
and he pops up out of bed with, without question and says, okay, you know, let, let me get my hockey clothes on and let's go, Dad. You know, we've got our, our pump-it-up tunes that we play in the car, and it's, it's really, truly father-son time. Now, when we were younger, okay, um, we still kind of, when we were playing or, or we were practicing on whatever teams were, whether it was hockey or baseball or whatever, we still kind of went um, not quite uh, Bear Bryant at Texas A&M style practices. But uh, you guys, uh, your, your son is, is out there practicing, and they have gotten much better you know, at disseminating the information and, and how to work on skills with the younger kids. Oh, definitely. The, the main difference, I see it when I go from his hockey practices to his little league practices mm-hmm. where they may not have been trained. Like the USA Hockey, you know, ADM might program, they figured out, all right, make sure those kids, let them get their, their stick on the puck as much as possible. Keep them engaged, you know, keep them moving and keep it fun. Whereas, you know, in baseball, I, I'd see the kids that they're standing around. They could be the, the whole practice without ever touching the ball. And I, you know, I, I want to say to somebody, yeah, break them down into smaller groups and, you know, get these kids as much time as they can. But, you know, with the youth hockey right now, what I've seen my son progress in the three years he's been doing it, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. Now, uh, the, all three of those years, has he been on ice or did he start out on, 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 on rollerblades? Well, he started with a plastic stick in the living room. Well, okay. yeah, didn't we all do that? <laughs> <laughs> Paul still does that, I think. Only his isn't plastic. It's a wood Sherwood or a Coco. Yeah, it's a, yeah no, Canadian. <laughs> oh, Christian. Canadian stick. It's no about Christian? 30 years old. No Christian stick? No, they I, I they hadn't made those when I bought that last stick or I would have gotten that or a Coho. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so with with my son with the plastic hockey stick in the living room, he started dribbling the puck and would take a shot after drill. I'm like, where did you learn how to do that? And so I said, all right, well, let's put you on roller skates. And I'm lucky enough to have you know roller hockey rink for the for the town, you know, right over there. We just popped over there with the Spider Man roller skates, and the first time out there, he did. Uh, you know, we we were pretending to be uh, Bobby Nystrom and John Tanelli with a give and go. And I'm like, nice. I'm like, okay, kid, I guess uh, I'm going to have to g- give you more. And there was a uh, try hockey for free day coming up. And I had an office mate who's both of his sons, you know, playing travel hockey. So all of a sudden I'm scrambling to find all the gear for him to do try hockey for free day. And, um, you know, I think he, we started him with ice skating lessons, you know, while I was doing that. So he was just skating with a, with a with a baseball helmet on. All right, going for just the skating <laughs> lessons. But by the time try hockey for free day comes around, he goes out there and so he, he's doing his thing. And all of a sudden, this one coach comes over and starts taking him under his wing. And it turns out it was the the, the coach at the time um, for the the Long Island Sharks. It's an NHL and a NAHL three team. 
on right. Long Island. Right. You know, I, I it took me actually weeks to find out who he was. I asked around, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he kind of looks like this. You know, do you know who that was? Do you know who that was? And finally I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, okay. you know. But, yeah, my son has been on ice on ADM sessions ever since then. And, you know, he does ice hockey and roller hockey when the roller hockey season comes up. So, it you know, sometimes it feels like all I do is bring him to hockey events. Now, let's 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 be honest about this, Rich, and, 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 and we know each other well enough. You have no problems with this at all as the hockey mm-hmm. junkie that you are. No, no, I, you know, I never, I never played hockey myself, um, but you know, I'm a hockey fanatic to to watch it. I'm a fanatic fan, and you know, I think I'm almost lucky that I never played hockey myself because right. I only have enough knowledge to be a fan. <laughs> and so when I'm sitting there at a hockey lesson, I, I was sitting at a lesson just the other day and sitting on the bench with a friend of mine, you know, that's the manager of his team. And all of a sudden he like tells his son something while he's on the ice taking a lesson. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't even know to, to tell him that. And I almost think it's better because my son doesn't have one of those dads banging on the glass, you know, you know, being all trying to, you know, cause I remember when I was a kid, I would play golf with my dad and my grandfather and I'd have one of them say, turn your wrist, the other, turn your ankle. And I'd be like a contortionist. And I'm like, can I just swing the club already? <laughs> well, now you're talking Scott's alley. Cause he's a golfer. <laughs> oh, my dad's crazy about golf, but, <laughs> you, but you have to let the kids just enjoy it and, and, and experience it and go with it, I think, um, and, you know, otherwise you'll stifle them. Cause I see some of the kids are like, dad, leave me alone. Dad, leave me alone. You know, see, that was going to be the next question I asked because I haven't coached, um, that level of, 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 of a sport in a long time. And I know, and, and I, and it's scary cause I didn't think it was that long ago. Uh, when we coached, when I coached uh, tr- travel hockey, and we had to threaten the parents to walk off the bench, yeah, to get them to shut up. Uh, I was going to ask you: Is it still that bad, or or is is Joseph still at a young enough age where that's not hasn't gotten to that level yet? I we I saw one incident, and it, I mean, you got to understand his first travel hockey season. Okay. Right before COVID hit, we had the meeting to find out when tryouts were and tryouts got canceled. So when practices finally started up, uh, you would send him into the building and you couldn't even watch. Okay. But when games finally started getting up and there were, you know, some dads in the building, you know, I, I, we've seen, I've seen a few things, you know, with, with parents in the stands and, and how they start yelling and, and the coaches even, you know, cause you got, you know, coaches can get a little wild and crazy. It seems too. I've heard some stories, you know, cause I have, you know, friends that have sons on older teams. So right. yeah, it, it's out there. It's an intense sport and people get passionate about it. So I, I, I don't look forward to the politics of hockey teams that <laughs> I know is coming in the future. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, so I hear. So, so Rich, I, want, I wanted to ask you this, Rich, about the um, um, 
you know, hockey has grown so much all over the country. And I'm out here in Arizona, but I grew up in Minnesota. You guys are out there on the East Coast in New York. And you're seeing everything, but how close do you think it's starting to come together uh, as an entire United States of America? Because we think back at Gretzky making the big move uh, to L.A. and bringing things to the Sun Belt and the Southwest and, and the Pacific and all of that. But, man, oh, man, it just seems like the hockey keeps getting better and better, whether it's at the NHL level or the youth level. Your thoughts on that? I definitely think it's getting so popular and the skill level you can just see you know when you look at the draft because you know for some strange reason i've been following prospects and the the draft closer and closer and you know even the the kids that are making the national development team and just seeing all the people that are getting their kids involved in hockey and hearing about hockey programs you know on long island i've i've seen the, the New York hockey players, I mean, you've got, you know, Charlie McAvoy, you know, Adam Fox, um, what's the name, Pinto. Um, Shane Pinto. Shane Pinto, uh, Mastra, um, the guy on Chicago, that Chicago Steel, that was like the leading scorer in the USHL. You know, they're all New York hockey players. And I, I get excited about the fact that, okay, you know, a hockey player from Minnesota, a hockey player from Boston, you know, Michigan a bit, you know, they, they've got the street cred, but I feel like, you know, New York, New York hockey is, is becoming more and more of a, of a breeding ground for hockey players. And that excites me. And you got, you know, Arizona, you know, you got uh, you know what? What's his name on the Maple Leafs? I don't even like Austin Matthews. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, listen, you, you, listen, Rich. As as I've told Scott many, many times, I cannot stand that team. But, <laughs> no, but it's 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 very. I I, but it's I good want for you Austin, to say hockey. I want Austin Matthews to score four goals a game and Toronto to lose five four every game. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, I mean, and 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 I don't. I mean, we met through uh, my brother-in-law, um, so and he's a, a few years younger than I am, um, and I go back to Lanny McDonald in '77, '70, uh, in in '77. So um, was this '78? I can't. It's it's too far back. But that's where my hatred for the Leafs started. I, I don't yeah. know if yours is 2002 or not, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I was in the building to see Micah Pecker get <laughs> hit by that dude. You could, yeah, not. yeah. We, we, we <laughs> I'll keep it clean here. <laughs> uh, schmuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, let's go with that. Darcy it's your podcast. Tucker. I don't know the level of language I can use. Well, we 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 try to. Keep, it is Father's Day. We do try to keep it family. Right. Okay. So, so I want to ask you this: uh, You're getting close to to that traveling age. Um, and you start going all over the place. Uh, the, the kids down here in Arizona, I mean, they they play some games against the Arizona teams, but most of them, they, they combine them into like all-star teams, and then they go everywhere. I mean, almost every weekend they're in Colorado or California or Detroit or somewhere. Um, I know they went to Nashville, the, the Junior Coyotes. So you're looking forward to that travel stuff? 
Well, I, I just got my first taste of it. He had travel hockey, and like I said, it was a COVID year, so they didn't even have games. They were going to have games in Pennsylvania, and that got canceled. Um, but then they started playing games, and when the travel hockey season ended, he joined a spring hockey travel hockey team, and that seemed to pare down. It's like you know the you know the top half of of the teams, you know the the people that are really you know, crazy about it, um, you know, sign up and say, yeah, give us more hockey. We'll pay more money. Um, <laughs> oh, and, wait, wait, you guys got to pay? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, the, I, I said to my family, don't give me Father's Day donations. Just donate, you know, <laughs> donate to travel hockey. But uh, we had our first tournaments. He had a tournament down in Philly uh, for Memorial Day. And then we had a a tournament the next weekend up in Stanford, Connecticut, which I'm happy to say my son's team won the tournament for his uh, age. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and I, and I'll say this, Scott, just, uh, Rich puts a lot of videos of his, uh, of, of, of his son playing and he just puts them out there. He doesn't make any commentary or anything like that. And most of the time when I see these videos, I'm like, Wow, his kid is making this kind of play and that kind of play. A, a lot of hockey instincts. So I, I don't want anybody to think that uh, uh, that we, you know, Rich's kid is actually at, at least for his age pretty good. I, I don't expect uh, Rich to uh, write a check for me saying this, but uh, um, but like I said, he makes uh, instinctive defensive plays. And, 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 and he always seems to be around the net when the puck is loose. And those are the kinds of things you can't teach. Yeah, I was just going to say, let, right. me give you, let me give you the, uh, the bird's eye view from, from my coaching and, and refereeing experience and, and dad experience. Um, that's stuff that kids learn on the ice uh, playing shinny hockey. <laughs> in northern minnesota they, they learn the spots they learn where to go that's that stuff if they're into it they'll pick it up on their own they don't need to be taught that or or probably can't even be taught that because if they go to the spots that a coach tells them um like a robot it'll be very choppy and not smooth so kudos if your son is doing that on his own that's called hockey sense He's got it. That That's one of the main things that I, I just can't get over, you know, my son's ability, you know, like, I mean, Paul, Paul opened the door. I, you know, I, I try not to boast about my son, but he's well, he clearly like, got it from your wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we one. go. Taking him right back down again. Uh, <laughs> oh, listen, this is equal opportunity here. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he, you know, he scored five goals in two games in that, that first tournament. And then he had, you know, a great goal in the championship game and, you know, his hockey sense, um, you know, he's, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I can take any credit, but I remember saying to him once, I'm like, I, I coached his roller hockey team. So, you know, everyone's, you know, that was my level of influencing him in hockey. And I was telling him like, yeah, if you see two of your teammates like going for the puck, don't be the third guy in. I mean, you got to understand this is when he was, you know, five years old. Yep. And th something clicked in him that, all right, let me let me know what's going to happen next and be in that spot, uh, you know. And he does it somehow. So, 
you know, it's just something he's got. So I'm lucky. You know, he's lucky. We're, you know, hopefully the whole <laughs> hockey world will be lucky to watch him someday. And, and he enjoys it too. I mean, it's not like he, he's not at the point yet where he's, he's like, oh, do we have to go, Dad? Yeah, can right. we? I'm, I, can I sleep five more minutes? Right? He's not at that point. He's not even close to that. No, no. Now, once one week he said, you know, because we get him up for his lesson once a week, his right, you know, um, and we get up at like six in the morning, you know, I'm up at like, you know, five fifteen to to get ready right. to get out the door. And at one time he's like, Yeah, can I can we skip this week? You know, and he, <laughs> he deserved to to let it happen. So because you know, you can't push him too much. You can't right. make it, you know, like, no, you have to go to the lesson. You can't skip, you know, because if if you do that, then they they stop having fun and they think it's work. So. Yep, right. exactly. And we we all know what work is and you don't want to start that too soon. No. <laughs> okay, so so I want to ask you this one, kind of kind of in a follow up. Um, you've been watching the v- development of uh, of hockey all over the place, and this show, an NCAA show, Paul and I cover uh, a lot. And we talk primarily NCAA stuff most of the time. Um, how excited are you to see an NCAA team on Long Island? Oh, it's it's great. You know, once the minute that they they announced that because uh, uh, you know your son starts playing hockey and you start thinking about oh what will he do and where will he go my my father asked me today we're getting getting together for father's day and he's like <laughs> so do you have you know teams that you dream for your son to play college hockey with and as i started <laughs> to research that i noticed that there was no team on long island you know <laughs> But now we got one, <laughs> and they're going to be good too. They got a great coach and a, and a great building program, so it'll happen quickly. Yeah, I'm wow. hoping to. I'm hoping that they play games at the Coliseum once the Islanders move to their new building. Maybe they'll figure out, you know, how to get college hockey in the old building if they don't tear it down. You know. Well, listen. They already play. They already play their home games at the Islanders practice rink. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a great facility. Yeah, and that's actually uh, Scott. Where we met one, uh, it was Ilya Sorokin was making yeah. his uh, rookie camp debut. Right, that the first time we met, Rich. Right, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, oh, there, there come there come the memories. Well, <laughs> well listen, that's just, where we were going to go is, next. Right? <laughs> when when you, know, you talk about when you talk about father son memories, the Islanders built that new practice facility, and that's where I took him to take his ADM mite sessions and the. Under, they have bleachers there, and underneath the bleachers, they have like synthetic ice shooting areas, like three of them. So I would bring him Saturday and Sunday. It'd be, you know, 10, 11 in the morning, you know. But afterwards, he's like, Dad, can we shoot pucks under the bleachers? Dad, can we, you know, we'd, we'd bring hockey balls and hockey pucks and, you know, all sorts of things to shoot. And we'd spent, we spent so much time there. Where he that uh, where he developed his stick handling and, and shooting, you know, and he would just play around with you know some kid would come along and we had these foam hockey balls so they could play you know they'd just be in their socks and they wouldn't hurt themselves because they were shooting a foam hockey ball at each other. So, great memories there. Um, yeah, good, was good your stuff. father a hockey guy, Rich? I well, my my father and uncle took me to. Islander games for the dynasty years. Right. You know, so, you know, we were, we were hockey fans, but no, they were, they were not hockey players either. 
So okay. jo- Joseph, my son, is the is the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I remember a conversation having with with my father, and he uh, roots or root when he was alive, he rooted for that team in Manhattan that we don't acknowledge. And um, uh, he said to me one day, "What happened to you?" He goes, "How did you? How are you not rooting for the team in Manhattan?" He didn't use those words, but I will, because, like I said, I don't acknowledge. Uh, and, and Rob, if you're listening, stick it. Um, yeah, that, uh, that that actually goes for my brother and our our Monday night partner there. Um, yeah, I just you know remember watching Islander games on Channel Nine as, as a kid uh, before they ever won anything, and uh, Jerry Desjardins was playing goalie for them, ironically enough, and. Not really the, that year or so that he played for the Islanders, and I loved his goalie mask, and that's how I became an Islander fan. Nice, I love it. Okay, so I'll tell you, um, I, I tried not to coach my kids, and somehow I got roped into it anyway. <laughs> I, I wanted to just be oh, a hockey dad good. and watch it, but uh, my youngest son um, actually was a goaltender, and my older son was uh, was a forward, and uh, the thrills of watching them from away from the bench was so much more fun than watching on the bench. Uh, we, we were playing in a tournament once and my son had to play goalie, my youngest one. And um, it, the last two and a half minutes of a game that was one, one or two, one or five, six or, or whatever it was uh, one goal difference as a, as a dad, as an assistant coach on a team uh, where your son's a goaltender has got to be the worst memory ever. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't even. Oh, I can't even imagine. No, I had the same thing. My son played roller hockey this past season, and he was playing up a division. So he was playing with like, um, you know, third, fourth, and fifth graders. Um, but one time, you know, they rotate goaltenders sometimes, and it was the playoffs. And the coach said, we need a goaltender. And my son's like, yeah, I'll do it. And, <laughs> and I, he's like the littlest guy out there. But I'm like, you know what? I like the exposure for him to learn, like, the perspective of being a goaltender. So I'm like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And the game went into sudden death overtime in the oh. playoffs. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. You don't know how happy what I was that his team scored on like the first shift and ended it. I'm like, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I oh, listen, I I you know, I think we as parents, when our kids do something, feel it worse than they do. Yeah. Like they're still like, eh, whatever. You know, this happens, <laughs> that happens, whatever. And us, we're like Oh my God! What happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? Oh my Lord! No, God! Ah, 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 ah. You know the other team gets the puck or whatever, and you're like, ah! <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give you another coaching memory. It wasn't it wasn't as a father, but as I was uh, coaching a junior varsity team once, um, and we've spent and I don't know what it is about this line. There's two of them on the ice. They're both blue, and I've never seen teams. Uh, every or teams, every player that I know doesn't seem to grasp the fact that that blue line is your friend. And if you can poke that puck out, even six inches outside the blue line, you're going to make the opponents start all over again. And I, I scream, uh, Rich, I still scream this at, at, at NHL games, right? 
they pull the goaltender, and all you need to do is dig deep and poke it outside the blue line. And you think that anybody can find enough energy at, at any level to do that? It drives me absolutely nuts. And and I had some junior varsity games that uh, we were very, very competitive in. And all we needed to do once or twice was just poke it outside the blue line. And, and, and we would have probably won those games. And instead, it ended up being an overtime game or a, a loss uh, in the last seconds or something like that. So if you don't uh, get anything more out of it, just teach everybody that that blue line is your friend and just poke the puck past it. Right. Uh, listen, uh, when I'm watching an Islander game, if, the, if they try to get the puck out of the zone and don't do it, I want to turn it off because I know in the next five seconds the other team's going to score. It always happens. It always it does. It makes me nuts. Yeah, just just get it out. Doesn't matter how you get it out, how far you get it out, where you get it out. Just get it out. Yeah, even an icing is better than than giving up a goal. And, and there's several ways that you can do it without icing the puck. And and sometimes people forget about that. That you can you can use an angle off the boards to make sure it doesn't ice. And there's there's thousands of ways, but that's coaching tactics. Okay, Rich. Before we let you go, I got to find out. Uh, I think I know who your Eastern Conference team is uh, to, to go to the Stanley Cup final. Who's the Western Conference? And then, of course, who wins it all? Well, you know, the Western Conference, I've got this duality in that I, I, I've i liked the Vegas Golden Knights, and I've got a lot of respect and admiration for Robin Leonard. But I don't want to face the Golden Knights and I don't want the Islanders to have to face Robin Leonard because I'm afraid that he will stand on his head to get revenge if they let him, you know, be in goal against the Islanders. So, you know, in that way, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? I, I Pick your poison with Carey Price in net. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Well, Vegas, yeah, I mean, Vegas is the only true Western Conference team left, though. So, right. <laughs> well, that, that's point. another thing, you know, if, if they play versus Montreal, it'll be, you know, the travel will be less. So, and you know, home ice. right. The, the way Montreal's playing though, they're like, you know, they seem to be somehow, you know, on a mission, you know? So anybody know what's, what's the score now? I moved into the other room. Uh, so. It's one, nothing Montreal early in the third. Wow. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the reason I think Montreal is playing the way they are? They they brought Brother. up a kid wearing number twenty two named Caulfield. Uh, yes, they they were awful. They almost weren't going to make the playoffs. And I remember when when they signed Cole to his deal, they said let's send him down to the to the AHL franchise, and he scored like once or twice the first night. And they're going like, eh, I wonder if we should bring him up or save him Phil next year. And I'm going like, if you don't bring him up at least see what he can interject into the uh, the situation, you're fools. And they brought yeah. him up, and all of a sudden, guys, Corey Perry, other guys that were older, uh, have new life, new energy, and new blood because these young guys, both him and Nick Suzuki and then uh, Tyler Toffoli, I mean, that line has just uh, been dominant. Yeah, I, I, I tell Scott every week, uh, Rich, I'm scared because – it's a fifteenth first uh, number fifteen pick in the first round, wearing number twenty two that dropped, even though they can score tons and tons of goals, and it makes mm. me very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, my point is that on the college hockey show, that's a college hockey kid that yeah. made the jump to the NHL, and not only made the jump to the NHL, but is performing at a very high level. Uh, so, NCAA hockey has uh, come a long way, and it's continuing to get bigger and better, and. 
Long Island's got the sharks now, so look out. Um, it's uh, it's going to continue to uh, grow in my estimation. Let, let me ask you this, NCAA. Uh, do you think uh, when the Islanders move on to the next round, will their uh, Notre Dame alumni do a Steven Stamkos? Will, will we get an Anders Lee appearance? What do you guys think? I don't think so, dude. I don't think they yeah. can take that risk. I mean – They shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean um, – I mean, I, I know people are like, they should do what the Knicks did in 69 and have Willis Reed limp out onto the court and make the place go crazy and so forth and so on. But I don't know. You can't. I mean, no, no, I, you can't I, I totally do agree that. with you. You can't do that. This, this is hockey, right? If you, uh, if you come out there, you're, it's not like you're, uh, you're able to just skate free and not have any, any challenges, right? The other team, right? Knows, the way Anders Lee coming plays, after him. Yeah, yeah, and the way he plays, it's his natural, his natural style is going to put him in harm's way. Right. It's nice to think about, though. Let's let's get to that last <laughs> round and yeah. find out. Right, right. Let, let it be the last game when we're, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the way I'm looking at it. Let's find out. Uh, right. Totally agree. Well, Rich, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, have a great rest of the Father's Day, which is about over, I guess, out where you're at. I still got three hours to go, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat some cake here and something like that, so it'll be fun. But thanks for talking a little hockey with us tonight, and uh, you know, next time we get a chance, we're going to bring you on and uh, and see how things are going, and we're going to keep uh, our tabs on on the youngster and see how he does. All right, you got it. I really enjoyed being talking with you guys tonight. Have a good one. Thanks, Rich. All right, folks, that's uh, Rich Zimmerman, the hockey dad, the ultimate hockey dad from uh, New York. New York? Is that right, Paul, or is he on Long Island? Or no, he's he? Long Island. He's Long Island. He Long lives Island. about okay. 10 minutes from uh, from from where Belmont Park, the, the U- oh. UBS arena is going to be. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, Very nice. He, he, he real, It's a little bit of a long walk, but he could walk there from his house. I love it. I love it. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and talk a little more college hockey on College Hockey Southwest Live in about three minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. 
You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night NCAA Staples show, presented by Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona, and my co-host is always Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm good. By the way, I just I did uh, I I did look up and. The, the the young man that uh, Rich was talking about playing for the Chicago Steel, Matt Coronado, uh, right, had uh, forty eight goals in fifty one games in the twenty twenty one season, uh, thirty seven assists, averaging almost two points a game. Uh, holy smokes! I mean, uh, he, he is from probably about halfway between myself and and where Rich lives. So, um, wow, well. Yeah. He he brought that up, and that's a really good point. That the, the New York guys that are that are creeping into the NHL and higher levels of NCAA hockey, and uh, I mean, it's really starting to be pretty, pretty much a, a staple, right? I mean, that's uh, that's what's going on. Hey, and you know, we say it all the time: need more programs because we have more players. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So uh, so yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a. Uh, it's just growing and growing and growing, and that's a part of uh, NCAA hockey that we like, and that and the fact that there's development. I sent you a, a picture of the Junior Coyotes to uh, let you right. uh, see the some of the guys that have made it down here in Arizona, and a couple of them are coming to play for uh, Arizona State, one this year and hopefully one next year. But just your thoughts on that picture of uh, uh, what you saw from uh, Mr. Doan and, and Mr. Stewart. Well, first of all, I, I, I didn't expect them to be the two biggest guys in the picture. So that doesn't hurt. Okay. Um, I, I was trying to figure out who the rest of those guys were. Um, but, you know, I, I I asked around a little bit, but, you know, people didn't know. And I get that. I mean, you, you don't usually see uh, guys' faces where there was a coach in there somewhere. And, um but yeah, no, Josh and 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 Con- those are some big dudes. Yeah, they're uh, they're going to be a couple of really big wingers that can uh, put the puck in the net and do some damage in the corners if they need to. Uh, you and I were just kind of um, bouncing around about who would be a great fit to be in the middle of that group, and and you brought up a great name. Tell us who it was. Well, just my guess is let's just uh, play it out. You know, everything works where they're both. Uh, around uh, not this upcoming season but the season after and uh, my guess is you know based on the current roster probably be uh, Mike Mancinelli maybe Benji Eckerly you know I don't haven't don't have enough information on any of the incoming recruits for this year uh, to see them you know to have enough of an idea of of who else might be a fit in there, but just based on the current roster and who will be around next year, you know, th- those are the, the two most obvious choices. Yeah, I think I totally so, agree with you on that part of it. It's going to be fun to see him on the ice again because it's been, geez, it feels like an eternity um, since I was actually at a practice to watch and see what these guys can do. But uh, the lineup looks really good. Uh, we've talked about it already. The, uh, the Sun Devils are going to play uh, – is is it fair to say the first games of the season will be in in Denver, or, or is it going to be a game before that? 
Uh, I, I, who knows? <laughs> I was trying to see if you saw a sneak peek somewhere. Uh, who knows? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the schedules had to change a couple of times because of teams going in and out. So, um, you know, who knows? Okay, so so let me also bring this in. We talked about Augustana coming into the league, um, coming into the NCAA hockey in a couple of years. Um, are we going to have to do some shuffling again, Paul? Do you think to to, to find leagues or, or how how is this going to all play out? You got Lindenwood coming in. You got Augustana coming in. Um, I, I, if if uh, Alaska gets their program back and stabilized like we think it will, uh, are we going to have to do some shuffling to, to find another league or build some know. leagues up? Uh, listen, I mean, that's the big that's the sixty four thousand dollar question, right? What are they? What yeah, are they we, gonna do? I tried to ask that to Frank, but no, he of course, Frank no. wouldn't talk. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, listen, what he he did talk. He just didn't give you the answer you were looking for. <laughs> oh, if we'd have prodded long enough, I think he might. Well, listen, he still has to be a little political. Yeah, and uh, that's very little uh, in his part. He he tells it like <laughs> it is, and you know what? Love that's Frank. what that's what needs to be said, uh, especially in in NCAA hockey. Now, I think is that you know, like he said, and and you've said this along too. The teams used to, you know, uh, kind of. Work, work with each other and make sure that everybody was taking care of little brother, if you would. Um, mm-hmm. But now it seems like it, there's getting to be a lot of teams that are just, hey, we're just headstrong and going our way, and this is the way it's going to be and whatever. And maybe if they bonded together and, and started making things work, I mean, we know what Coach Powers does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, um, like, uh, you know, Frank Sertori said, they have the advantage of being the biggest school in the country. Yeah, that that's and that truly is. I mean, you just say ASU and you they know are a brand, who they, are. they are a brand name. Uh, unless you're unless you're watching like a Saturday afternoon football game, then they become Arizona. Well, we don't know who, what. <laughs> We're not even going to get into that because uh, they that, always forget the state. It seems like that's that's that we. Don't, I mean, that's that. There's no excuse for that. I mean, you, you don't. You never hear anybody mixing up Michigan and Michigan State. You never hear anybody mixing up. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State or any of those other schools. So, I mean, that's just a lack of focus and concentration. And, and, and when it happens, the the people that do it should be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. But um, And that has nothing to do with my feelings for that other school. <laughs> I know. I hear you. Okay, let's wrap it up uh, just quickly on a little bit of NHL stuff because your Islanders typed up, uh, tied up the series at 2-2. Vegas Golden Knights appear to be headed down to a three-one deficit, in which I'll be Tuesday night, which could be an elimination night no, for them. It's, it's one um, nothing. Let's let's just a lot. But here's it's the only thing: one shot. How many how many goals have they scored in the last? Um, I don't know, six games. It's, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Many. The only uh, game well, that matters is this one. Yeah, I know, but you you still got to have somebody putting the puck in the net, and right now the power play has been atrocious. Uh, I think Jesse Granger well, said it's the worst in hockey. Um, yeah, but they're, and and they're going up against a team that is like setting all kinds of penalty killing records. Exactly, and then you got a goaltender like Carey Price, uh, which I said before. The Golden Knights theory, I think, all year long has been shoot shots, shoot shots, as many shots as you can get on net. Um, that that doesn't work against Carey Price. It, it works uh, maybe with score. other teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to get quality shots, and that's why their power play is awful. 
because they, they don't get any up. quality so, shots. Once again, so, shots. Yeah, you, that's what you got to do. You got to get shots on goal and make uh, make a difference. And I think Price will want that one back. He yeah, doesn't I'm usually a, make a, those mistakes. Did he, did he score? That's what I just I, said. I so know, you don't listen a, to me. I've I'm been watching, telling people this for months now. That I'm you watching the game. Me. I'm watching the game, and I don't see. Uh, and I must be way behind time because uh, I. They well, you're on. Well, but I'm uh, okay. It went right under his arm. Uh, <laughs> oh, I no, I just saw it now. Finally got there. Braden McNabb got the goal. What do you think, a defenseman? Because we have no offense. We like old Knights have no we? offensive players that can get the things done. Listen, he's not your landlord. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, my friend, take it away. Behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network has been brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to CancionTequila.com and order any of our award winning spirits, including the new Extra and Yeho, our double distilled, triple filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, Whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Five Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual. Our thanks to uh, Rich Zimmerman for coming on and uh, talking hockey on this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there celebrating as things come to uh, a close here on uh, June 20th, 2021. And um, the hockey season continues to roll on. Paul, I'm going to be up in Vegas Tuesday night for a a Game 5, which uh, thanks to your keen eye, you told me it was 1-1 because I was about two and a half minutes behind on my TV feed. (laughs) <laughs> oh really that's weird yeah. but okay i guess it just dem- depends on your service right yeah i don't know how i got so far behind but uh i was two and a half minutes behind but that's that the way it out. is when you're i was watching it in vegas too in the press box and i had it on my tablet i was like two <laughs> two to two and a half minutes behind so i'd hear a roar and then i'd look at my screen and it would be all over with <laughs> oh well you got to see it two and a half minutes later so you're good <laughs> yeah can you get me a couple more goals before we go off the air that'd be fantastic well, you're 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 in a tough spot right now because they're in a spot. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we'll hope that it's two two uh, in the series when they head back to uh, to Vegas for Game Five, just like it is with the Islanders. We ask you to tune in tomorrow night for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Of course, Tuesday night, Paul and I will be back at you with College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh and I will have you on the Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Is we continue to uh, look at the schedules roll out and, 
and work things over on the new rosters and and wait for people to get back on the ice in August and September. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we're waiting for, at least officially in August and September. You know, yeah. you know these guys they they skate all summer long. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Good night, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Good night.